Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. Oh, good morning. I I will have to say that I have to say that very much the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Greg, how do I know that? How, how do you know that? I'm like, well, where two or more are gathered, He is here. And he's like, well, Greg, that's kind of a weird way to actually start out with. But I'm like, but here's the thing, though. Acknowledging the fact that God is here, acknowledging the fact that the Spirit of the Lord is here, is acknowledging the fact that His presence is here and acknowledging the fact that we're putting him first. It's like, I'm hoping that in your prayer lives, as you're going throughout the week, that as you prayed, as you acknowledged God, as you prayed for one another, I'm hoping that that is the case, and as you're encouraging one another and as you're going throughout the weeks, when you're going through things that are difficult, that you would put God first in that situation. That your life would put him first and walk through. We are we have been learning a lot in this. Uh, we're in part two of interactions in the First Thessalonians um, series. And in this, we're going to be learning about how we interact with God. And, and for those of you who are taking notes, I will this this will be displayed later on too. So um, but we're going to be learning about how interacting with God, what Paul says about it and, and about the scriptures. Now you might mention to me, Greg, you have been trying to make First Thessalonians the final message every single Sunday for the past three or four Sundays, always promising the end. But every single time I am looking at this last piece of First Thessalonians, I, I get stopped dead on just one or two verses. And God just opens up certain verses that just lead me down a pathway that's very, very cool. So I'm very excited, by the way. I'm always pretty excited, but today I'm really excited because we're going to talk about something that has a very deep meaning to me, and that is the the relationship that we have with God. So, very important very, very important. We have been going through 
And in Thessalonians, we have been learning that my abiding in Jesus changes my character so that my longing for is affected, that my identity is found in the truth that's found in Christ, that I'm living in and being led by the Holy Spirit, that set-apart spirit, so that my interactions, notice we're on interactions, so that my interactions, those short moments with others, would reflect God's character. And this is not, this is a now thing. This isn't just something that is, that is in the future. This is now that my, that my reactions today is being developed so that my interactions with one another reflect the character that is being developed within me by God. For within God, there is no darkness. So walk in the light. And if you walk in the light, the end of all things, when things happen, doesn't come like a thief in the night. It is not a thief for those who walk in the light. And that this is the foundation that governs our interactions. So, in Luke 10, 17 through 20, and as you, as you turn there, Jesus had sent 70 people out, two by two, and he says, I send you out as, as lambs among wolves. And when they go out there, they came back, and after having such a fulfilling time, in verse 17, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, listen to this, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you, Father, that you are on the throne. I want to thank you, Father, for sending your Son. And I want to thank you, Father, for the blessings and the grace and the mercy that you give. And I pray, Father, that our hearts will be so filled with rejoicing in the fact that our names are written. That we may sing it, that we may listen, that we may hear, and that we may follow after. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, remember last Sunday we talked about interaction, and we talked about our interaction with people, right? And that interaction means that short piece between others. And how Paul is going through in this last piece of Thessalonians, and he's ticking off our interactions with others, our interactions with the spiritual, and our interactions with the Holy Spirit. And in our interactions with others, he covers how we treat leaders, 
to esteem them highly. He also covers how we treat people, fellow believers. It also um, uh, deals with, uh, you know, like that we need to warn in love. Um, you submit to God so that you are an example, that you comfort and uphold one another. And then also the fact that dealing with God and our interaction with God, and next time it will be the Holy Spirit. And in that realm, we continue on in our interactions with others. And in 1 Thessalonians, so if you want to flip over to 1 Thessalonians, and we're in chapter 5, and we're looking at verses 16 through 18. You say, Greg, that's not very far. And, um, well, that's about as far as I can get before actually in my notes. Um Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so if you break this down, you have the three things that he indicates in our interaction with God. Rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and giving thanks in everything. And then at the very end of this, we'll, we will deal with the what how he puts the why for this is the will of God. So first off, we're going to deal with rejoicing always. And we're going to turn over to Luke, back over to Luke chapter 10, 17 through 20, which is where we started this morning. And only so that you can reference it. And what is interesting here is that we're not talking about rejoicing over the gifts that were given. They were given authority to deal with the things that even the demons were subject unto them. But Jesus said, don't focus on the things that were given to you. Don't focus on that. that this is authority. And not only that, but Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. But don't, that's not the reason to rejoice. We get so wrapped up in the things that are gifted and we rejoice in those things. And, and I'm not saying to not be thankful for the things that are given because it does say to be thankful in everything. But that's not the reason why we rejoice. It is not the reason why we, we sing songs. It is not the reason why we worship. It is not the reason why we put God on high. Is the reason why we rejoice is because your name is written. We rejoice in the fact that our name is written. Get a load of this. Your name is written in heaven. Now say that again. Your name is written in heaven. When you go before the Father and all the things that you have done in your life are listed and they're covered up by the blood of the Lamb, and you hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter thou into thy rest. 
accept eternity in with him, your name is written. Why do we rejoice? Romans 10, 5 through 13. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. Once again, Romans 10, verses 5 through 13. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which, which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Your name is written. Greg, why should I go in to pray? Well, I will have to say that that right there is enough. That right there is enough to rejoice. That right there is enough to give thanks. That right there is enough to lift you up and to encourage. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Not about anything that is, we're not rejoicing because of the gifts that are given or the things that we do or how many ministries we may or may not have or how many things that we have done. That's not what the reason for the rejoicing. The re reason for the rejoicing is because our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The names, our names are written in heaven. We get wrapped up into the situations and you say, hey, how are you doing? Oh, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And all that is true. But you know what? Hey, you know what? We can encourage one another. You know what? Remember something. You have a goal that is higher than right here and right now. You have a place that is greater that you are going to that is better than right here and right now. You have something that you are aiming for that is greater than right here and right now. Your name is written. Eternity is there. Rejoice always. Very next scene, pray without ceasing. That your interaction with God is constant and consistent. You're like, well, Greg, you started out saying that interaction is, is that short period of time. Yeah, constant communication with God throughout the day that is consistent, that is remembering. 
this is something that always gets me. This is not something that's a finger pointing because if I point fingers, I have three or four pointing right back at me. But what I'm saying is, is that throughout your day, are you allowing the constant, consistent time of prayer throughout the day? Now, I have a friend whose name is uh, Bill Stanley, and he is an evangelist, and he puts a, he has like a little, little coin inside that has like a scripture verse on it or something like that in his pocket, and then he sets his watch every hour on the hour so that it would, it would go off an alarm. Not that it does anything. I've literally been with him when that alarm has gone off. And all he does, this is all he does, he just kind of switches it off and he just he takes a little moment and he remembers. Or like when he reaches into his pocket, he will, he will pick a person that he's praying for and think about and he'll pray for that person. You know what? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been around him for years, but this is what I do know about um, Bill right now. I know that he's praying for me. That's what I do know. That's what I do know. You see what I'm saying? Is that that constant, consistent reminder, do what, do whatever it needs that you need to do that would remind you to have that constant, consistent reminder of the fact that you need to re be rejoice always, that you rejoice always, and that and that you live and that you follow after. And that he is hollowed. That he has that honor. In Matthew 6, 9 through 15, I'll turn to it. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So, very important, that constant reminder, keeping God hollowed, and also the reminder of why do we forgive people? Because I am forgiven. That constant, consistent reminder of, of that God is higher, God has forgiven me, I am one in Him with Jesus, I have an authority that's in Him and Jesus, but I'm not rejoicing over that. I'm rejoicing over the fact that my name is written. That my name is written. And you think, Greg, this is very, very simple. That's interesting because it's so very, very simple that we have a tendency to forget it. Uh, he is acknowledged throughout your day. And so the question is, Are we making our normal life that life in Christ? That it's not something that, like, 
we don't need to overdo it or overemphasize it. We also don't need to be talking about it or even indicate it. Why? Because it's so, it's a normal life. How do you react? This is how that person reacts. How do you, how, how is your interaction with other people? Well, you know what? When I meet this person, that person always reacts this way in any given situation that's how they react it's because it's become a part of them it's become so normal for them to actually do that they will react in a certain way you have you have many different things the special forces the special forces when they actually train they are known to actually have to to use more ammunition than anything you are talking about the top the best of the best and they use more ammunition because why they're always 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 practicing and practicing and practicing and training and training and training and training so that when the day happens their reactions are perfect when it's needed well we need to be exactly like that. Why do we pray? Why do we read our Bible? Because we keep on training and training and training and training so that in the day that we react, we react the way God would want us to react. The Bible says to discipline your mind. Well, the reason why the Bible says to discipline our mind is because we can get really confused very quickly and get it all off onto a tangent on our own self. Discipline your mind. Train your mind. Train it. How do you do that? Constant, consistent communication with God. Train. So that when you're dealing with your enemy, you're showing love. When you're dealing with people treating you in a wrong way, you show love. When, you're treating, when, you, when you are not being treated the way you would normally treat anybody, this is an unfair act. It is an unfair thing. How do you react to it? I react the way God would be honored to react, not because of anything, but because of what God is doing in me. I'm reacting in that. That our normal life, it is just a normal day. It's a normal life in Christ. Then third thing, give thanks. In Philippians chapter 4, looking at verses 4 through 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord, that, that reaction. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Give thanks. Why to give thanks? God will guard your hearts and minds. If you are allowing the situation in your life to affect you. I'm not talking about effect. Remember that outside. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. We're, all, we're always going to have to deal with effects. But affect, that which encodes us, that which we mold ourselves after. If you are allowing the situations in your life to affect the internal portion of your life, 
then I have to ask, and this is the question that I ask myself, where am I not being thankful? Where am I being anxious? Where in my life have I not hollowed and put God on high in my life? In what part of my life am I not rejoicing? Because the Bible says, God says, that if I am thankful, I am rejoicing, I am living this, that I am focusing on who he is, that he is the protector of my heart. He is the protector of my mind. He is that which keeps me. So if I'm allowing situations to affect me, which, by the way, I do, and God is always having to remind me that he is the one I need to be focusing on. Which, by the way, this is the reason why when you see a fellow brother or sister in Christ, please be encouraging, uplifting, and upholding, and actually doing those type of things. Because we all, at some point in time, allow the effects of our situation to sometimes rumble here. How many times have you caught yourself getting angry when you know you really shouldn't? How many times have you caught yourself doing something when you know you know that that is not how you're supposed to react. How many times did that happen? Well, those things hit everybody. Those things, your brothers and your sisters in Christ, they hit me, which means that when you see a person, when you, when you are dealing with that person, one, don't automatically assume that whatever they do is actually necessarily designed to hurt you. One, don't take on the offensive or take on the defensive because you think that you're being attacked. But instead, look at the other person. Don't automatically jump in. I have to remind myself of this every single day. I'm a very sensitive individual when it comes to things like this. Okay? Very sensitive individual. Oh, that, that person looked like they were angry. Are they angry with me? And I know it's not about me. I know that. I know it up here. But sometimes I allow the situation to affect me. Sometimes the best thing you can do when you walk by a, a fellow brother or sister in Christ, sometimes the best thing to do is give a smile and just say, you know what, I'm praying for you. You're in my prayers. Worrying about what you may have said. I do that all the time. I worry about what I may have. Have I said something that, that may have hurt another individual? Have I done that? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm indicating little things of our interaction with God. It also affects our interaction with other people because who is the one who keeps me? I need to remember that God is the one that is the protector of my heart, that God is the one that's protector of my mind. If I'm disciplining my mind, I'm focused on him. He's my protector. When I'm not focused on him, guess what happens? I start becoming wise in my own mind, and I start thinking that I can handle things. Oh, that's a scary situation right there. Just kid you not. Sometimes a reminder by a fellow brother or fellow sister that says, hey, you know what? I'm praying for you. Oh, you know what? I need to remember that. God is the protector of my heart. And God is the protector of my mind. In everything, 
give thanks. And then the very last piece, and I'm almost done, believe it or not, the answer to the question of why. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Colossians 1, 9 through 18, which if you if you flipped over to Philippians, you literally are right there. Just turn to the right. Colossians 1, 9 through 18. This is, by the way, the, the prayer I encourage anybody and everybody to be praying over for other people, for yourself. In verse 9, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. By the way, your name is written. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins. And then it goes on. That we may know his will. What it, well, what is his will? His will... His will is to rejoice, pray, and give thanks. And he will guard you. He will redeem you. He will uphold you. Because there is nothing in me. It is the acknowledgement, the fact that I cannot save myself. It is only through the precious blood of Christ that I find salvation. It is only through the fact that Jesus died on the cross for my sins that I am redeemed. It is only through that that I have anything. And when you find that, that's when you find life. That's when you, you want to know why it's exciting to actually follow after God is because it's found in the relationship with God through Jesus. Why do I rejoice? Your name is written. And that is the reason why I sing and that is is the reason why I pray, and that is the reason why I walk. My interaction with God focuses me on His will. And He's the one that protects you. He's the one that guides you. He's the one that does that. And that is enough. Next week, we're going to be in part 13 still. We're going to be in interactions part three. And we're going to be studying the Holy Spirit, which is perfect timing. Because guess what? It's Christmas Eve. And that is going to be our Christmas Eve message. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for who you are and what you do. I want to thank you that we can have that interaction with you. 
through Jesus the Christ the Messiah and I pray father that we may that we may honor that that we may trust in you that we may totally completely be found in you and I thank you father and as we step into the holiday season father I pray that you may grant your peace and that your grace and that your mercy and I pray father that we may honor you father in your name I pray amen amen Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.